0: Okay, we're going to begin this story called Ebony Almost Goes to the School Sports. It's a story from It's a Rum Life, Book 3, Ivy House Tales 1970 to 1984, and this story is from 1979. We were finding it more and more difficult to keep Ebony out of mischief. He's maturing rapidly and now reached five years of age. Outings in his cart were a joy for us both, but we realised he was in need of more and more work to keep him calm. A chance came in the early summer to allow him to do some good in the community. Sports day was fast approaching at our local village school in Carrington, about a mile and a half down the road. Ebony's two-wheeled tip cart would be too small to accommodate all the children, um, for rides so I decided to convert one of our four-wheeled wooden wood-collecting wagons normally used to haul our firewood from the woods in Tumby. They're rubber-tied wheels and an attachment for our little tractor as the loads were heavy and distance too far for the horse. Suitable shafts were located to suit ebony and the day of the sports arrived. I was to leave in time to arrive at the end of the actual games and give the children rides on the sports field. The rubber tyres on the wagon made the journey far easier, but Ebony was uneasy and took some time to settle to his task. He knew something different was in the air. Out of the village and heading south, there is an open stretch of road between our village finishing and Carrington beginning. It was just at the junction of a turning to the right where the Royal Oak pub is located that Ebony jiggled about and one of the chains around his bottom that acted as a brake dropped off its hook. No brakes. Oh dear, our brakes had come adrift. Simple wagons like this did not have their own brakes, you see. The horse was used to stop the vehicle as well as make it go. Only there needed to be chains around the horse's bottom and fastened to the wagon, so when he stopped, the wagon stopped too. It was one of these that had come adrift. I had to make him slow down ever so, ever so slowly, with no sudden jerk or sudden stop. It was not to be. As soon as I began to explain what was needed, he obliged by just stopping dead in his tracks. Within a split second... Because he had lost his brake chain, the wagon kept going and hit Ebony a huge clout up his bottom. Horses do not like being hit up the bottom by their cart or wagon and normally retaliate by lashing out with their hind legs. Within a second of receiving his clout, both Ebony's back feet rose up to meet me on the wagon front and smacked into the front boards with a resounding thump, thump. Double trouble. He was such a tall horse that on his leaping about, one of his legs crossed the wagon shaft on the left and there he was with his back legs straddling the shafts. Double trouble and all in the blink of an eye. Now, things did not stop at that because the horse was not happy. He continued to jiggle to and fro, trying to get back to where he was without this huge piece of wood between his legs. Within another blink of an eye, and as I'm dismounting in my effort to take charge, he jiggled sideways onto the very edge of the dike bordering the road. The Telegraph Pole If you've read our other stories, you'll realise that Lincolnshire roads all have dikes at the sides. They vary in depth and width, some small to huge. This one was big enough to swallow the horse and the wagon. I leapt to the horse's head just at the very moment when he took another huge huge jump the wrong way in his efforts to remove that dratted shaft from between his legs. He slithered sideways on the dike edge and landed right up against a well-placed telegraph pole halfway down the dike bank. It could not have been more convenient or inconvenient depending on how you look at the problem now he could not move any further sideways. I could steady him and give him chance to catch his breath and weigh up the situation. It was obvious from the first that I would now need more than one horse to recover the wagon from its precarious perch halfway down a dike side with a telegraph pole, the only thing preventing it disappearing into the water below. Ebony would have to go back home and I duly began to release him from the tangle of harness and shafts that had become his prison. The shafts were dropped to the floor, and he was free at last. The walk back to our yard was uneventful, and quite a relief to us both. I left Ebony in his stable, now with reinforced door frame, to think on his misdemeanours, while I took our little Fergie tractor to recover the wagon. The shafts came off easily, and were fortunately not damaged, Using a long rope and tractor drawbar, the wagon came out of the dike fairly easily, but to my surprise, once relieved of the weight pressed on it, the telegraph pole did not spring back to its original upright position. To this very day, whenever I pass down this road, I cannot help but stare at that still-drunken telegraph pole and wonder at the trauma behind the reason for its being out of line with its neighbours. There we are. Hope you like that little short story about Ebony. Um, brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Lots more stories to read on Keith Sanders is the Storyman.wordpress.com. Lots more free audio stories on this Buzzsprout site. There are some horse videos to watch on Keith Sanders' the Short Storyman on YouTube. And there's a shop. This is the important bit. All the stories you listen to or read are compiled into books. They're not expensive to buy. They're easily downloadable. Have a look at the site richardkeithsanders.sells.com Thank you for listening.